Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox, that's Ben Olson. We're the founders of LSATdemon.com and our weekly podcast, Thinking LSAT. We have an email here from Carol. Carol is considering a non-ABA accredited law school in her home state of Alabama. She isn't sure whether her 2.9 GPA is good enough for schools like Alabama, Auburn, or Samford. Have you ever heard of Samford? Mm-mm. She has no LSAT experience. Okay, why don't you read her email? Do you think it is worthwhile for me to attend the non-ABA that I know I can get into when I know multiple people in my state that have graduated from there and are very successful lawyers in Alabama? Or should I take the LSAT in June and go from there? Any advice? I'm wondering how confined I am if I were to attend a non-ABA as far as taking the bar, moving states, areas of law that I could practice, getting hired, and so on. Also, I haven't taken the LSAT yet because I understand the importance of doing well the first time. Doing well the first time. So I don't want to underperform since it is such a big part of my consideration for a seat with my GPA being low. I think non-ABA could be a great plan for you. My suspicion, though, would be that it will lock you into Alabama. You'd have to talk to these lawyers. I mean, it sounds like you know multiple lawyers who went to non-ABA schools in Alabama and are now very successful practicing attorneys in Alabama. If you knew you were going to stay in Alabama for the rest of your life, it sounds like no problem. But you might want to ask them what it would take if you decide you want to move to Georgia or whatever. Yeah. I agree. They would know best. In general non-ABA schools. Like I I'm familiar with the non-ABA schools in California. Okay. That I, and I do know that people go there, they pay far less tuition. I think they're much more likely to work while they're in law school. Mm. I think that's great. By the way, working while you're in law school is great. Paying far less tuition is great. It's going to be much harder to get random jobs like resume drop jobs where it's just like, oh, I'm on monster.com and I'm applying to these lawyer jobs with a non-ABA school on your resume. I think that there are many of those jobs that are just going to be like instant nope on you. Yeah. But if you're already working in law, I think this is when non-ABA schools make the most sense is if you're already working in a law firm and they're like, hey, we just need to get you bar licensed so that you can go file these motions on your own. (laughs) We don't need to be supervising you. You know what you're doing here. You should be doing this work, not us. And in that case, you can go to a non-ABA school and then just immediately get promoted at your current employer work, Mm. by the way, the entire way through law school. Maybe your school, your, maybe your job will even pay for one of these non-ABA schools if they know that they're going to be able to keep you in a job moving forward. How far can you go from there? I don't know. Only you would know. You also might have baby bar issues, but those baby bar issues are really only to protect you. In California, after your 1L year, you have to take um, what's they refer to it as the baby bar. That's not actually what it's called, but it's a it's like a version of the bar. Yeah. For 1Ls who want to become 2Ls, but as a consumer protection major uh, measure, since you're at and I mean, honestly, they should expand this to ABA accredited schools. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, they 100% should have this at ABA schools too. Because ABA schools rip off people the worst. It's like you get B's in your first year and it's like, yeah, you're not doing well. Yeah. Or, or C's in your first year. Like, yeah, you're not doing well. 
but they're not going to flunk you out. They're going to give you C's. They're going to let you keep paying tuition. They're going to graduate you. And then you're going to struggle with the bar yeah. or struggle to get employment or whatever. Well, the baby bar is there to keep people from having this disaster after their 1L year. It's like, well, you already paid 1L tuition. You've already spent one year of your life doing this. Now we're going to require you to pass this exam before you can do your 2L year. I think this might be where Kim Kardashian washed out of law school, by the way, because mm. I know didn't. she couldn't get it done on the LSAT. She ended up going to some shitty law school. And then I think if I recall correctly, she like did her one L year classes and then couldn't pass the baby bar. And maybe she's still working on that. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but it's for her own protection because it's like, yeah, you weren't going to eventually pass the California bar if you can't pass this baby bar. Yeah. So there's no point in you taking your two L and three L classes. Yeah. I have no idea whether Alabama even has a baby bar, but for other people in other states, that might be something to consider. Again, I think it's only good for you because if you fail the baby bar, that's a sure sign. Like, okay, stop, stop doing this. This is not the right field for you. Yeah. Anything more about non-ABA accredited schools? I would also just say take an LSAT practice test. You said you have, she has no LSAT experience. Get familiar with the LSAT. You're going to need it. Yeah. Get yourself an LSAT demon free account and do a practice test within the demon free. Not only will it tell you where you're at and you know, it's, it's only one data point. So it's not that much information, but like if you start with a one fifty, that's like, Oh shit. Even with your 2.9, you're going to have no problem getting a one sixty or a one seventy, and you could be a splitter and go to good ABA schools. Yeah. Yep. If you start with a 125, then I'm going to go, mm, okay, so real low grades, real low starting LSAT. ABA schools are going to be hard for you. Yep. But yeah, practice tests, they, people don't seem to understand that those practice tests are real LSAT tests. They, they were actually the real test from that time with the real scoring scale from that time. Yeah. And so you can, you can know exactly how you would have done on that LSAT. You just take it as a practice test time in the demon or wherever, but I would recommend the demon if you're asking us for advice. Yeah. Anything more? No, thanks, Carol. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT of Law School Missions news. Thank you.